coming in hot with a shorter but spicier episode of the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. I'm Stone Cold Zaddy. <laughs> and I am Sheldon Alexander. I totally forgot about that, by the way. On a scale of 1 to 10, Sheldon, how much do you regret telling me about that comment? Because I have, I have been playing it to the hilt for the past seven days. I'll be honest. I'm mad at myself I didn't post the clip. I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot. I got to go back and do that. <laughs> well, please do. Obviously, you'll tag me. I know you well enough um, that you will tag me. You're always on top of that. I got I got some listener comments right okay. off the hop. Okay. Should we dig into those? Because they're not necessarily, I mean, I do have some comments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sheldon, you and I, we've sort of, we've, I'd say we've settled into roles on You Killed It. Okay. Which I forgot to say, this is You Killed It, the podcast, the, the challenge. The people <laughs> know why they're here. The people know why they're here. There's no... There's no misconception here. They know why they're here. Fair enough. And I was just going to say, like, I'd say we, we've fallen into our roles on You Killed It, mm-hmm. but they're natural. Like, it's who we are. It's not like we're like, okay, John, you be the nerdy one or anything. Like, it's just, it's who we are. And I'm more into the gossip than you are. Okay. Okay. So I, you and I have not discussed this, but mm-hmm. listener Shani mm-hmm. wants to know, if you saw the photos of Fessy and Amanda's vacation together, and if, how aware are you of them being together? How do you feel about this? So I'm going to shock you here. I know everything about this. And because <laughs> <am> so <laughs> you're stunned. I know this is going to be a weird turn. So actually what happened was I saw I saw the photos and then there was like Amanda was just like going off one night on Twitter. And then she like had a couple messages. She's like, oh, just wait. I'm about to go live anyways. I'm going to go live. And so I think I was either busy or just forgot. But then the next day it popped in my mind. Oh, no, she she actually tweeted again. She was like, you guys better hurry up and go watch that because I'm about to delete the live because it's a little too spicy. So then I, (laughs) I was like, oh. I totally forgot about that. And I got the time right now. So I watched (laughs) them. I watched a lot of it. I watched a lot of it. So it was very interesting. So as it turns out, right, like if we break this down in some kind of like Cole's notes type thing, and this kind of fits into the episode because there is a scene where Fessy and Amanda are talking on the bunk bed. And during the, the live, like Fessy comes on her Instagram live during this at one point, and he's doing the whole like, cool guy, I'm in bed under covers, but magically I'm super well lit. <laughs> right? He does all that thing. And they made a comment about how funny it was that they haven't shown any of the bunk beds in the episode yet. Because they almost like they did a lot of work in said bunk beds we'll say we'll just put it that way Good on. so they found it funny how like they hadn't shown any of that yet so it's funny that we see it on this episode but anyways to the actual drama right so basically the tea was and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago from the after show where michelle and fessy were sitting beside each other and Devin was like oh what's going on here and they're like oh no we're just friends blah 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 blah, blah. so obviously that's bullshit right so as it turns out we know fessy and amanda were 
hooking up on the season of the challenge, right? Like on the season that we're currently watching. So the season ends and then they don't really talk after the season, but Fessy and Michelle do. So there's two different visits where Fessy and Michelle, whatever, they're hooking up, right? I think one time he went to see her, another time she went to see him, okay? So while this is going on, Michelle is also like just, you know, if you follow Michelle on social, she's very active on social media, but she's also very like nice to everyone on social, right? Like she's kind of friends or like will like tag all the different challenge members and be super nice to all of them. Amanda included, right? Remember I came on here and I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, there was an Instagram live with Ashley, Amanda on Michelle's like IG live show or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. So they're pretending they're She's like pretending as if they're friends. Meanwhile, she's hooking up with Fessy and never said anything about it at all to Amanda. So then fast forward to this same challenge reunion, right? That we talked about on last episode, I think it was. Yeah. So when Devin's like digging and digging, and then remember I said they went to Amanda and Amanda came out with the tea, like, oh, Fessy's just like the appetizer. You pass him around, blah, 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 blah. So Amanda's trying to act like she's not cheese, but it's Amanda. We know she's cheese, right? So at this point, Michelle decides that she's going to tell Amanda, hey, just so you know, like I kissed Fessy. That's what Amanda says she told her. And Amanda's like, come on, you kissed Fessy. Like, come on, like, that's dumb. Like, obviously, you didn't just kiss Fessy, but she's like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care. Do what you do. I'm not even talking to Fessy. But, you know, messy Fessy. Messy Fessy is obviously trying to then slide back into Amanda when he sees her at the reunion. So then ever since the reunion now, they're then cool again. They're still now on. And then they went on this whole vacation when they were telling this whole story about Amanda just picking up and leaving one day, like they're arguing, but they're like both hammered and Amanda like leaves and just goes to, she's like, I'm going into town. And Fessy's like, what, what are you talking about? So he's like calling her, calling her. And she just like went into town to like, uh, uh, what are those like a senior frogs or something like that? Huh. I don't know if that's actually it, but like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like that's... that type of spot, the touristy a like, bar restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they got in this like huge fight and, but they're like talking about it. And Fessy's like laughing about it. Cause it turned into a thing. Cause he's like, where did she go? Like, you can't just randomly go into town. And, but anyways, they're like a thing, thing, thing now, which is just super strange to me. But this is this whole long Instagram live where Fessy was on there busting jokes. Right. He was like, Oh, what are you trying to do? You want me to talk? I'm like, I'm not going to talk about like what happened with Michelle or what happened with any other girls, but they threw shots at Tori because remember the whole Tori and Fessy thing, they made yeah. sure to make it known that Tori paid for Fessy to go on their, on their vacation to Turks and Caicos. Is that where they went? I think, yeah. but they made it a point to be like, Oh, well, you know, Tori's just probably mad. Because they're like, oh, why is Tori and Amanda have beefs? Like, oh, we're fine. We just know we don't fuck with each other. But like, she's probably just mad because she flew out Fessy to Turks and Caicos and then nothing happened. I was like, ah. Oh. So there's lots of drama, man. Lots of drama. Shani, I hope you're listening to this. And I hope that you are as flabbergasted as I am. That Sheldon is the one who is most up on the gossip. Yeah. I was not expecting that inversion of roles, but I'm here for it. I love it. 
So did so, you not know any of this at all? I knew not. I knew some of it, but I didn't okay. have the level of detail you did. The one thing I'll add is apparently Amanda has unfollowed Michelle on on the Soch. Yeah. Which, and the reason for it, so she talked about that because the, 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 that day what happened was Fessy. I think that was the same day that the pictures were on social of their like mm. vacation. And so Michelle then went on social and was like throwing like she was doing like subliminals on her social. Right. Uh. Like things where you could try to pretend like you're not really talking about that, but like you are talking about that. And she had like a. I want to say one of those like little army toys or something, but it was the caption was something like, oh, poolside with my boyfriend today or something, something to that oh effect. Right? And it's like, but then the reason that Amanda says, so I should explain this part too, because part of it, the reason why Amanda says like, she doesn't really fuck with Michelle. She's like, I don't care that you mess around with Fessy is the fact that she's being super fake. So behind the scenes, she was like a man or Michelle would be like talking shit in a group text with Ashley and, and amanda she'd be talking shit about all the other cast members but then on social media she's like oh hey yeah you go girl you're amazing i love you you're the best blah blah blah. but then behind the scenes this is what she's saying in their group text so amanda's obviously like well if that's what you're doing to them what are you saying about us in other group texts right so she's just like uh i don't really mess with that girl it's too phony and yeah that was that wow you really, yeah. you really got the, the scoop. You got the dirt. You got the tea. I appreciate that. I, I have a follow-up question. This is more of a philosophical question. Okay. Where do you stand on like the subtweeting and the social media drama? Like, what's, what's your go-to stance? Because I got to tell you, mine's developed over time. But I'm curious to know. Hold on. You mean in my real life or like in, in challenge? real life, world? yeah. Oh, um, whatever. I think I have this stance on a lot of things. Okay. So like this definitely falls into this place, but like as a global, like as a blanket statement on a lot of things, right. People are allowed to do whatever they want to do, but you don't get to decide how the other person uh, responds to it. So do whatever you're going to do be, you know, you want to make the joke. You want to take your subtle shot. Your, you know, your sublims on social media, do it, but then stand behind it when the other person checks it. That's all. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. I don't mind it. I think it's funny. I get it. I understand it. If it's that big of a deal, maybe you need to actually address it. But there's nothing wrong with a little subliminal here and there, because sometimes it's not really worth the full conversation. Sometimes it might just be worth the joke. Yeah. So I, I'll say like I've, I've changed over time, but where mm-hmm. I stand right now is I'm a big, I like never subtweet. Okay. I never get into subliminals. I mm-hmm. never, the one thing I will do, and it's never in response or reaction to the other party, but I will always, like, I'm a big one for showing my best life. Okay. Like, I'm always, like, putting forward that positive face to the world. Yeah. And, like, I can, I, I know this probably feeds into the, like, toxic positivity of social media or okay. the, like, front of social media. Yeah. That's my move. Like I, I'm a big one on never letting them see you sweat sort of uh, situation. That's, that's my move. You know, it's super interesting. I almost posted something today and then I stopped myself because I'm like, uh, someone, might, someone might think this is about them. Yeah. 
So yeah, I just no, didn't I, post it. And I, I was yeah, like, that, I'm not going to post that. I'm also in my old age. I'm much more uh, tweeting is like, you don't have to tweet. You don't have mm-hmm. to post on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Like you can just, you can yeah. just go radio silent for a bit. And this, you know, real ones and move I, in silence. Yeah, no. my And my thing was just like, you know what? If it, if like, I was going to say something like that about them, I would just say it to them. Right. So it's like, I don't want to post it and even have them think that this is directly about them because it could de- it could have definitely been, you know, some of those like, you know, Instagram oh, yeah. or whatever, like it wasn't, but it definitely could have been perceived that way. You know, and it's just like, mm, nah. <laughs> you know, who's not afraid to put their feelings out there? Huey and Emmy. Uh. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about this Emmy thing, but go ahead. Okay, and we have lists of questions about Emmy. But like okay. let's we'll get into it and then we'll Well, really there's not much that happens in this episode. If well, we really okay. really break uh-huh. it down. This was an hour long episode, which was yeah. weird. Very weird. I also had the pleasure of watching the challenge with my mom. Okay. Okay. Christy Chidley. That's uh, it interesting episode to watch because like not much happened it was a bad episode to watch it was a bad episode to watch which you know what that's the perfect segue for another listener question rob tenniswood says true or also true (laughs) the that that was the worst episode of the challenge ever it's pretty close and especially when you read like what happened at the end and like how it went down. Yeah. Right. Like when you, when you dig deeper into like, well, I'm, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I'll, for me, I'm sorry to tell you, Rob, I don't think that this was the worst episode of the challenge. I can think of a couple of others where that were worse. The, it was not thing, great. But the thing but, about this is that like, we're on what episode five or six. Oh episode six like this is early but this is clearly also like a filler episode right like remember i talked about this in prior seasons before where it's like you sign the contract as a production team putting together a show you're signing contract saying hey we can guarantee you 25 episodes or whatever it is that's what you do when you sign the deal so if you go out and shoot the episodes and then you realize oh we're kind of screwed here for whatever reason you end up with these filler episodes where you just got to make something pop. And so imagine if this Fessy thing, Fessy and Josh thing, or the pizza gate, whatever you want to call it at the very end, didn't actually pop up. What would have this episode been? Cause even with all that, it was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb. There was a, there was a lot you're right. That was definitely a filler episode because not only was it half an hour shorter, mm-hmm. we sort of not that we saw the same thing twice, but like we saw CT say in confessional twice that he likes Emmy because he feels that like she's got a lot of fire in her. Oh, like we like they're like it wasn't like literally the same clip, but he was basically mm-hmm. saying the same thing, and we saw that twice. Yeah. And, you know, we certainly have this conversation with CT and Emmy where, you know, they're having like a nice conversation. Yeah. But they're, 
like it wasn't a very substantive conversation and it went on for like two minutes we also had huey chatting with big t the the t could stand for big therapist and he says he's nervous about being in a rookie rookie pair and he's nervous about uh having uh conflicts with emmy firstly i think he should be nervous because of his personality like i know people are down on emmy uh and like i'm not a fan but mm-hmm. Huey like needs to get his he needs to get his mind right. Like I can't believe that this guy came from Big Brother, I guess it's Big Brother UK. Mm-hmm. Cause like he's a nervous Nelly. Like he cannot hold it together under any kind of pressure. <laughs> Again, I just think that like Huey, I'm I'm over Huey. I just think it's too much, too much for TV. Like it's not genuine enough. It's just always like something just being super extra. And then it's funny how that came out in this episode because then everything about Emmy became super extra. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I, I mean, I don't know when we're going to talk about it, but this whole thing was a sham, right? Like MTV is clearly just pushing her song. And yeah. so that made it seem so less genuine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That like everyone was in on it. They were like, five confessionals about how great the song is and people like the song. Right. And then she performed it, well, performed it at their club night. Like there's just so much going on. So it's like, if I was frustrated with Huey saying that Huey was doing too much for TV and then his partner just like not even one upped him, but maybe like a thousand upped him <laughs> right in this episode. It's just like, what are, what are we doing here? What is this? Since it's since you've brought it up, should we talk about the singing? Should we talk about the song? Should we like dive right into that? I mean, this episode was just so weird. I mean, we can go wherever. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Because like, so, why didn't they actually play the song properly? Like they did, but not long enough. I thought I thought that was weird. It was weird. I, I'll tell you. So this is a pet peeve of mine, and I know. I know I'm going to piss people off with what I'm about to say. Okay. But I am who I am. It's just my opinion. I cannot fucking stand when people do shit like this at parties. Like, if you're that guy that brings a guitar to a party, (laughs) if you're that person that wants to sing a song, like, I've been to a wedding where someone, the uncle or whoever was the MC of the wedding and he sang a song to the couple. Yep. I mean, I want to light myself on fire when people do that. Like if, if Emmy had done that in my presence, like if I was in the challenge house, I would have tried to boo her off the stage. I have zero patience for this sort of like public, like subjecting people to my own musical stylings. Like, get at like i have so little interest in that so she's like a as mentioned by manuel right like she's a pop star that's the thing like she's famous in it makes me wonder if the quality of music in romania but go ahead yeah i think that is not what emmanuel said i'm pretty sure during this episode but like so i don't get how that somehow translated into mtv signing on and we're gonna push your music Like, I I don't really understand how those dots connected because it's not like she's a first person. Like there was Jose, right? There was Tori, 
Like there are people before who made music and had like songs out and they never had like maybe they just never had the management that Emmy had. I don't know. Maybe like they just figure in the streaming world. If you get this out worldwide on this show, there's music, there's money behind it for MTV, because I'm pretty sure MTV like shot her a video and all that. And, you know, that's synced up with the release date, which could also mean as to why this episode was as messed up as it was. Right. Because it yeah. was all part of a bigger push for like a music video or a song release or whatever, however you want to phrase it. But all of it, I just found like super strange. And the singing in the club was odd. I didn't really understand that. Um, I wonder what everyone else's in was for this. Do you know what I mean? Because they they did the confessional of everyone being like, oh, Emmy's music's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And you know, normally, if it wasn't an MTV push thing, right? Because when I say that, I mean, she was on the after show. And the Mm -hmm. after show at the very end, Devin's like, hey, Emmy, why don't you sing us out? So she sang the song. Um, she was on the Tori and Anissa podcast as well. Right. And they talked obviously about her song and all that stuff as well there. So there's an MTV push, but my point is why is it that they wouldn't have given that push to other people? Like, I just don't get it. Like, why wouldn't they do both? Because if there wasn't the MTV push, there'd be one person in the cast. that would have been like, uh, I don't really think she can sing. Yeah. I will say her voice was good, but that song was not good. Fessy's impression of no, no, the song's good. And he's like singing it in the confessionals. Like what's happening here? I I almost felt that some of them were sarcastic. Well, it's clearly take them at face value. Like, well, it's, it's clearly one of those things where I've talked about this before, probably on like, way back going seasons of us doing this you killed it pod but i've talked about it before right like we did a a reality show here in canada to be like canada's next sportscaster or whatever right so like i got a little sniff in terms of working on a reality show and my job was i'd be the person doing the confessionals right so you're just sitting there one-on-one and you're getting them to tell the story of what happened during the day but there's a thousand percent times where i'm feeding people lines And be like, hey, I need you to say this. Can you say Mm. this for me? Can you describe that? No, no, no. I need you to do it again. Hey, this episode's about blah, blah, blah. Can you say this? Um, Shout out, by the way, because one of the seasons I worked on, the winner of that season of Drafted was Jackie Redman, who has just announced that she's joining the TNT NHL team for uh, this upcoming season. So, yeah, weird circle, Drafted, blah, blah, blah. But anyways. Shout out to Jackie Redman, friend of the show. Yes. And our American peeps might be familiar with her. So, uh, yeah. But the point of why I bring that up is clearly it was one of those things where it's like, hey, can you guys sing the song? And so now picture Fessy, obviously he'd be sitting there and be like, okay, yeah, sure. He's like, I'm an alien. I'm an alien. <laughs> right? Like, it's so awkward. But yeah. And I don't mean to like crap on like, hey, do your thing, put your music out there, do all that. But like, this was a bad episode. Right. It and was. like, that's, that's really why I'm, you know, like if this was in the middle of, let's say just a normal, okay episode, cool. Wouldn't have been that bad. But by the end, when I looked up at my screen and sorry, I apologizing for rambling right now. No, no, go ahead. like 
when I looked up at the screen, I was like, wait, there's only like 20 minutes left. Nothing's happened in this whole episode. And the daily challenge was, wasn't good either. Um, while we're talking about music, our foreign correspondent, Adi Pinsoff, gave us a rundown of the songs. I love it. There were, let me count, one, two, three other songs. Okay. Tegan and Sarah's Closer for Casey and Nani's date scene. Okay. Uh, Shiny Toy Guns, La Disco, which was one of the uh, quick cut scenes during the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then Marina, uh, Venus Flytrap for the club scene. And then, of course, they also produced the official, pro- the official production of I'm an Alien by Emmy. For our American listeners, mm-hmm. I want you to keep in mind that the only song we actually heard up here in Canada was I'm an Alien by Emmy. Just keep the- that in mind. Whatever you felt of the song, that's all we got. Yeah. And as always, thank you, Adi, for... She was right on the ball. She was sending it to me right as the episode wrapped. I got to it later. Um, speaking of doing too much, though, mm-hmm. Josh is still campaigning against Fessy. <laughs> he's, he's chatting with Esther. He's explaining, after all, Esther being Fessy's partner. Yep. He's explaining his side of things. He's still really upset, which is, of course, just who Josh is. He's always upset. True. But he also starts to say in confessional that he gravitates to Esther's vibe. Mm-hmm. And Esther says that she's hoping that Josh and Fassi work out their issues because she's caught in the middle, <laughs> which is fair. Also, I didn't realize this, but is Esther tiny? Like, I, Josh is a tall man. Mm-hmm. Until this scene, I didn't realize how small she was. Like, I guess she was just in bare feet or slides or whatever, but she, like, comes up to his chest. Like, she's maybe five feet tall. I didn't have the impression that she was so little. Yeah. And on the reverse side of things, we've got Amanda, as you mentioned, in the bunk bed with mm-hmm. Josh, uh, urging Fassie, sorry, yeah, with Fassie, urging Fassie to apologize to Josh. And Fassie is like, well, like, do you think, like, he sort of explains his side of things and says, like, do you think I'm in the wrong? And Amanda says to Fessy, and I really liked Amanda for this, maybe you're the fucking problem. <laughs> Which, given how often Fessy finds himself at the center of the drama, yes. And then Amanda made another strong point that ha- hadn't occurred to me. She says... Josh is upset because he feels like you don't listen to him. And to me, this dispute had been all about strategy. And like, this is of course the insight that someone has when they are actually in the house and they are friends at these parties. It had never occurred to me that there might be more than just strategy involved to this fight. It might be about their sort of dynamic between the the power struggle. What did you think of these two? I mean, they were very much paired off scenes right like there were companion scenes where we see josh yeah. and esther and then amanda and fessy sheldon what did you think of it well it's highlighting the showmances that are going on in the house right because the showmances are going strong right now but 
as you mentioned, Amanda, we know we're fans of Amanda, right? Amanda's jokes, mm-hmm. but Amanda keeps it a buck all the time. And so that's yeah. what's happening here with her and Fessy and Fessy. And maybe this is me also being uh, guided a little here from seeing their dynamic on their like Instagram live to see whatever it is, but it's like, she keeps him in check. And I think that's part of why she's even said, she's like, that's why he messes with her. That's why he fucks with her. Right. Because she's, and she's saying this, these are not my words for the record. She's like, I'm crazy. And Fessy, Fessy likes that though. Right. Because mm-hmm. keeps him on his toes, keeps him in check. Cause Fessy's used to being messy and doing whatever he wants because whatever, everyone loves Fessy. Right. Where she's like the ticking time bomb. So the you're right. The way that she came at him, it's true. Think about it. Josh is always trying to run game. Josh is always trying to, you know, figure things out, but he feels like he's at the bottom of the totem pole. And in that instance, it couldn't have been even more apparent than Fessy blatantly going at his partner. Now, yeah, the part that we that I mean, yeah. We'll save that. I'll, I'll just leave that there. The other part of this is Esther and Josh. I did not see that coming. That just came out out of nowhere. And Me I was like, oh, either. okay. And I got to be honest here. There's part of me that's happy for Josh. Yeah. Because if you've seen this, this, yeah, if you've seen this show for a bunch of different seasons, Josh is either crying or he ends up like friend zoned. And it's super embarrassing. Multiple years in a row. So for him to finally get a match, cool. I'm happy for him, regardless of what's going on with Fessy, because you know they're going to make up anyways. You know that's going to happen, right? So, yeah. Romance is in the air because we have Nani and Casey's first date, Mm -hmm. which I really like to see because, you know, we've had this tension between them for several seasons. They're finally both in a place where they're single. You know me, Sheldon. I love love. I'm just a big <laughs> fan of romance. But I had a, I had a production uh, question for you. Okay. As our resident producer. How did Casey get the chocolate dipped strawberries? Like that's not standard catering. Two things. I stopped paying attention. They were They explained it on the after show, but I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but the part I was paying attention to, they were, they were talking about how basically it took a whole day and everyone was involved in it. Everyone was helping her set it up. And, uh, she was like listing off like cast members that were actually helping with different parts of it. Like, uh, I think she said like Emmanuel made the, I could be making it up. I'm pretty sure she said Emmanuel made the heart shaped pizza for them. You know, like there were a bunch of different things that people helped out with. And uh, she was just focused on making sure Nani didn't know about it. Right. So she had a lot of help. So maybe they just had the strawberries and someone else put them together. You know, that could have been it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Sorry. One thing that I glossed over that I wanted. Thing I liked about the Josh and Esther makeout scene Mm -hmm. is that she says she doesn't know why she likes Josh, but. Like, hard same. Like, I don't see the appeal at all, but I'm glad they're happy. The Well, think about how weird it would be in that house. It seems like there's so many couples. So unless you are, like, super secure within whatever you've got going on back at home, 
right? Like if you're a single person in that house, it seems like you would assume it'd be so much easier or you'd be so tempted to just couple up with somebody because it's all around you. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point, Ashley even complains that she's single and she doesn't know why she's not getting that kind of love, why she doesn't have a cuddle buddy. Yeah. So we have turning agents, which is the daily competition, which Mm -hmm. you've already alluded to. You didn't really enjoy. I have to say, I didn't fully understand it. Like, I understand that they were strapped to the roof of a car. The partners were strapped to the roof of a car that would do donuts and then like go down this runway do a, like a hard turn and they have to like count the symbols and like add them up and get the but like they lost me like i was very unclear on how they count up the symbols did you yeah, i don't know it? i just thought like the symbols represented a number and then the number so like i think it was there are symbols on their box, on the box. Then you mm. had to match the box, like whatever that code was. You then match it to what was on the tanker. And that would represent a number. And that number would then be the code to open it. That went completely over my head. Like watching the show. It was not. That's fair. what I like, think. I don't even know if that's right. It was. The thing about this was. The only thing that really came across was being able to communicate to your partner what the combo was, Mm -hmm. was the most important thing. Like there was no rhyme or reason to who won their heats. I mean, it was cool (laughs) visuals. Yeah. My, as I said, I was watching with my mom. I think it was only the second time she's ever watched the challenge, maybe third time, but she's not, Mm -hmm. she's not up on anyone. Yeah. And all she said was, this is terrifying and there's no way I could do this. And then like, I mean, I think I could do it, but I don't know. This was, this sort of fell flat to me. It wasn't very intriguing from a strategy point of view. Once you, once you saw it once, you'd seen it every single time, yeah. right? Because there's nothing to do, but basically like hang on and shout at your partner. Like it didn't translate well in the TV, right? You could picture their production meeting where they're talking about, okay, we can get this and we can get that. And, you know, and you start saying all these things and it sounds cool. Yeah. You'll be strapped to the top of the car and then it'll be stunt drivers and it'll be spinning and you got to like, remember a code and, and it sounds okay on paper. Like it Mm -hmm. sounds crazy. There's enough stuff going on, but then it doesn't really translate in reality. And I think that's just what the problem was. Like, I don't know. Like, this was a weird episode. And I wonder, I mean, we won't know this. So I have no idea how they do the shows. But I know I remember the show that I worked on. It was kind of like the production team was in charge of like particular episodes. Right. So and then in the edit suite, you were in charge of an episode. So like I was in charge of episode three. Right. So it was like me putting it all together and whatever. That's what I had to do all on my own. But, you know, in terms of the production, everyone kind of worked on it. But in the edit suite, someone else does. So now you might be trying to, you know, make someone else's point of view come to life. But it's like you don't really have the footage. Right. Like I'm trying to make this challenge look good. But like, what do I really even do? 
there's not much really happening to differentiate it. Yeah, it, it just wasn't exciting. The one thing, there's two things that came out of it to my mind that are significant. The first is that Casey and Emmanuel win overall, which yeah. is a critical moment. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. The other is that afterwards, we had my line of the episode. Okay. Huey goes to Emmy, and I should say, your man's Huey basically was in the fetal position and said and did nothing. So they lost. So Huey goes to Emmy at the kitchen in the kitchen of the of the house and goes, How did we do as partners? Was I a good partner? And Emmy looks him in the face and goes, No. And that's my line of the episode. Emmy stone cold to Huey goes, No. It was Emmy at her most likable. I also thought that Huey was admitting that he threw it. Right. Cause when yeah. they were going, remember she was yelling at him and he just wasn't responding. Like it yeah. was just weird. And that's, that's what makes this even more weird because why would he be like, Hey, was I a good partner? Now you're clearly doing that for the camera. And that's what I mean. Like it was just not a good episode all in all. And then, you know, to this point, the only other thing that happened was this pizza gate thing. Right. Which mm-hmm. what happened was, I mean, Tori says it. Tori just basically made up that Fessy took Amber's pizza. Mm-hmm. And supposedly she went up and she she was like, oh, should I just say that Fessy did it? And the camera guys were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then she does it. And then, you know, I got to give credit to Corey because he was just a great hype man in this whole thing. Yeah, he just picked and it up. He saw what was happening and it's just, I'm just going to go for it. It just makes me wonder how this whole thing really was supposed to play out in the beginning. And if they audibled to make the episode different or if all of this was supposed to play out a different way, because obviously they wouldn't know this in the moment, but they know when they're making a scene Mm -hmm. and Amber just being so mad about the fessy thing. Still, there is some phoniness that comes out here, right? Because as Esther and Berna were talking about in the club, right? Like they just find Amber super phony. Amber got a bad edit. I'll be honest. Like that whole club scene where they're going back and forth. And she's, I mean, she's drunk and she's dancing with Jeremiah. Not like, I think Amber is a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. I'd argue she's the most attractive person on the season. A season filled with attractive people of both genders. Yep. But, like, they were showing her at her least flattering as Berna and Esther were talking mad shit. And, like, I noted in this, so the Big Brother Alliance is falling apart as Amber and Fessy and Casey are having an argument. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Amber and Esther get into it, and Amber is blaming Esther for the blind side. And Sheldon, is Amber not good at this game? Like, does she not understand? Because this is like such, I mean, I know I know they're all drunk, but this is such a major misunderstanding of how the game is played, who's making the moves, and what's happening. Like, she is so far from what clearly is happening. It's just like last season, where it was so obvious that she was going to be the fourth most important person in a four-person alliance. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, 
everybody knew about her. And yeah, every everyone knew about her. You're totally right. And I know she won last season, and she deserves all the credit in the world for it. But it's just as much that she won and like performed really well in the final, and also she was partnered with arguably one of the best or the best performer in challenge history and Fessy and to a lesser extent Casey lost it last season like if Fessy sticks it out with Amber he might have been a champion right like it was I I wasn't like a resounding victory for Amber right like it was CT won and so did Amber yeah. Right. And like, so, is she just bad at this game. So there's a lot of other things going on here that they kind of talked about on the after show, but not really. So mm. I didn't realize that Esther and Amber, like the beef that we're seeing, I didn't know that existed really. And I guess it was a bigger issue within the house than what they showed. Right. Mm. Cause we only just now see this conversation in the club where they're alluding to the fact that everyone thinks Amber's a phony. Mm-hmm. And nobody really liked the fact that she's walking around the house saying that it was a blind side. It's a blind side because really like a blind side means you have no idea that this was coming. Right. Yeah. But that's not the case because Josh knew that Esther didn't really like Amber. Right. Yeah. So Josh tried to talk to her, but also knew like, I'm not going to convince her. She just doesn't, she just doesn't mess with Amber. She doesn't like her. Because mm-hmm. she realizes that other people also don't like Amber. So then that's why, remember the actual scene where Josh is trying to convince Fessy? And that's why yeah. he's going so hard at Fessy, because Josh has an idea of what's about to happen, and he was trying to stop it. So if Josh knew, that means Amber has to know at least, like, a blind side means nobody, you don't know anything. Yeah. You are blind as I'm covering my eyes, (laughs) right? To what was happening in the game. So I believe the other side where it's like, okay, you're playing this up now, Amber, because even if this is, even if it was a blind side and you had no idea, cool, it happened. Get over it, move on. Mm -hmm. Like it's been long enough now. He's not owning up to it. He doesn't even really care that much. Nobody else cares. So what is it that you want from him? Yeah. Well, also, something that struck me is that you've sort of touched on this, but there's nothing left for Amber to do except perform. And just remember, never trust Fassie again. And Nelson, who comes off quite well in this, surprisingly, Nelson says, like, hey, yeah, no, he, he's messy Fassie for a reason. No, actually, he, Nelson says he's messy for Fessy or he's messy, messy for Fessy. Fessy. I was like, like, Nelson, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> but Nelson is right. And like, we've seen Corey do it too, where both Nelson and Corey don't trust Fessy and are angry with him for, might I add, more legitimate reasons than Amber is. Totally. And they, they're they not lashing out. They're not campaigning. They're just like, yeah, we don't trust Fessy. We won't make deals with him. When the opportunity arises, we'll throw him in. Mm-hmm. That's how you go um, about your business. I'm super interested to see how this plays out, but it was kind of funny, you know, Tori and Corey going to get Josh when this whole argument breaks down. People just running like there was a stampede 
and Josh was the last one to arrive. Like you saw Big T and Devin and Kyle and CT, like anyone that wasn't in the room that was awake. Yeah. Was it was like, pretty funny. Oh, I need to get my spot for this. It was funny just watching the random people in the background continue to just eat pizza. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Which... so our friend Adi mm-hmm. also said that Nelson should be the MVP of this episode just for his work with the pizza, which they like zoom in on at one point because he's just like in frame eating like a pizza. It was pretty good. It's making me actually, I, I was about to order something to eat when we're done this. And it kind of makes me th- like the thought just popped in my head. Like, oh, I haven't had Pizza Hut in a while. <laughs> like as you're saying that <laughs> uh, but it was actually really funny just watching all the people in the background and you could see Corey just laughing it up Corey was just fire starting the whole thing it was pretty funny how that played out but Fessy laughing at Josh and then them going back at each other I feel like they're going to make up you know they're going to make up but the thing is that's right is Josh saying, well, Fessy, just wait until wait until all the rookies are done and then you're going in. But yeah. the problem with that is, and this is where I think the 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 mistake is being made by some of the vets, right? If that is a game plan, who is going to take them out? Right? Like, what do you do? So yeah. when it wouldn't your chances have been better to throw them in against like Coriel or Jeremiah or something, right? And hope that one of those big dudes can take him out. I agree. The I have perhaps a hot take. Let's call it like hot tap water take. Okay. I think I would actually want Fessy in a final. Oh. Okay. I can see that. Twice now, he's shown that he just craps out. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared like I'd be scared if I was a woman to have um Amber or Ashley in a final. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're built for finals. They're yeah. proven in finals. I don't want to see CT in a final. Yeah. Right? But Fessy not that scared of him. No, I hear you. I right? hear you. I also think the the other strategy could just be in this instance, when you get into the elimination, you just throw them in when you see that it's like a puzzle or something. Yeah. I mean, puzzles are where, are where you're going to get them. Yeah. Um, it, the episode closes on Fessy shoving Josh. And in the trailer for next week's episode, they've got TJ coming to the house. They've got the reacts of people in the house to whatever TJ announces. Obvious question is, Sheldon, do you think Fessy's going to get kicked out of the house? You know what's so crazy? Until you just broke it down like that, the thought of Fessy being the one getting kicked out didn't even enter my mind because I just thought it was so harmless. But in reality, I guess that is on the board. Like he did, it was a physical altercation. I also I assumed that it was going to be Esther for throwing the drink on. Oh, yeah, yeah on uh, Amber. That's what I thought it was going to be. But I was also just thrown off by Amber's non-reaction to having a drink thrown on her. And that's what kind of let me know that her whole anger was fake. I also just, I think she was just wasted. Like, I I think uh, fair. Jack Daniels was doing a lot of the arguing there. 
That's fair. We, totally we fair. Two more listener questions, Sheldon. Okay. A D wants to know why do they still call her Amber B when she's the only Amber in the house? It's a great question. I have a theory. And that is sometimes people just have great full names to say. Not that we're hearing her full name, but sometimes like it just rolls off the tongue so well. Mm-hmm. Like more often than not, people will describe Johnny as Johnny Bananas. Right? Like they usually say his full name. And like in real life, like I have a friend, his name's Andy Brown. Mm-hmm. We call him downtown Andy Brown nine times out of ten. And for short, we call him D-Tab. But like downtown Andy Brown, it just rolls off the tongue. You can't not say his phone. Like I I don't think I've ever called him Andy in my life. Like D-tab. it's either Andy That's Brown amazing. or downtown Andy Brown. You can't you can't not. So I think it's I think it's just like a it's just like it flows so well that you, you can't deny. Amber B as a name. D tab is actually amazing. Like that made me laugh. It's really good. It's really he, good. He played football at U of T. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rob Tenniswood has a follow-up question. As I already said, Rob was down on this episode. Mm-hmm. Is this actually a bad season or is it just to Emmy? <laughs> I've seen someone post that CBS has ruined the challenge. I saw someone post that. Um, We've talked about this the last few seasons, right? They've been dumbing down the challenge a lot. And I'm going back to the Amanda Fessy thing again, because they were joking around about how much they've been having fun in the bunk beds and they're surprised that they haven't shown any of it. Right. Um, But with that said, the season itself has been, I don't want to say it's boring, but it's very much in line with how they've been rolling. Like this episode was definitely terrible. The other episodes I wouldn't say have been boring because I, I don't mind the strategy stuff. I don't mind the whole, you know, seeing what happens in the deliberation and who's throwing themselves under the bus. Like, I don't mind any of that stuff, right? So I won't say the whole season's been boring. I won't say that, but it's definitely not on a good pace. I'll say that. I said from aside from this episode, which I agree was not very good. I've enjoyed this season. Like I've, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got new blood who by and large, I like the new blood. Yeah. You like sure. Emmy's annoying. You know, I don't want to He's stare annoying. into Emmanuel's eyes for fear of becoming hypnotized. But, <laughs> like, you know, like, I like Jeremiah. I was intrigued by Coriel and Michelle. Uh, I like Priscilla. I think she's very perceptive, and I'm curious to see what she does politically. I like mm-hmm. Esther. Like, I don't think any of them are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless they have, I, like, I think we're slowly going to get down to basically an all-veteran season. But, like, generally, I like the rookies. And there's been you know, a lot of romance. There's been some drama with Nelson and Berna, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot going on. So generally I've enjoyed this season. I know not everyone has, but in all honesty, to me, one of the worst recent seasons 
was War of the Worlds 1. I thought that was a really bad season. I found the last uh... three or four episodes super boring because, like, yeah. no one was breaking their alliances. And yeah. there was, like, one or two episodes where, like, people getting... Who was going to get eliminated was already a foregone conclusion. And and everyone in the house sort of got along. And, like, it was a huge house, so they kept their different distance. So... The one I thing like, that's good... Sorry. I was going to say, say the I one... like this season. Okay, oh, okay. Sorry, my bad for cutting you off. Um, I was right. just going to say that, like, the one thing I'll say about this season is we're six episodes in. And I have no idea who's going to win. Yeah. Right. And like, that's the part obviously that keeps it interesting. Um, I just got distracted by something and I almost said what it was, but I literally can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> so just remind me after I have my TV on. <laughs> okay. And something came on the news and I, yeah. But anyways, um, I so totally got thrown off. I wish I wish there was a world that I could say it, but I really can't. Um, but yeah, I think the season so far, it's been all right. It's been all right. And the fact that I have no idea who's going to win, that's normally where I get bored. I get bored in certain seasons when it's kind of already laid out who's going to win. Yeah. Right. And we don't really know that there's a bunch of people like all of the vets right now. If you said any of them were going to win. I could I could see a world where that's the case. The the only ones where I don't see of the vets where I don't see them winning, I have a hard time seeing Josh winning. I have yeah. a hard time seeing Amanda winning. Okay. But okay. otherwise, yeah. And, and like and this is a knock on the season, but it might work out in the long run is this is a huge cast. Yeah. Like Jeremiah had an appearance and I was like Oh, right. This guy's on the show. Jeremiah right? and Priscilla, every time they prop, pop up, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Even we haven't seen even this Nani. episode. And yeah, this episode we haven't seen. We didn't see a ton of Tori until the very end. We mm-hmm. barely saw Devin. We yeah. barely saw CT. Um, and, and like what like CT and Devin and Tori, if you think about it, they're like some of the main narrator types. Mm-hmm. on this cast and yeah we just haven't seen them it's been a lot of emmy a lot of huey a lot of the rookie talk obviously because that's just where a lot of the elimination talk comes from yeah. and i mentioned nani and i know she had the date but it was kind of like without that mm-hmm. it hasn't really been in the season that much and she's normally as you said you know someone who's a big part of the show you haven't said what your line of the episode is Oh, it's I'm an alien. (laughs) See what I did there, huh? You got me. That was a good one. This is a tough question. Who killed it for you this week? We did. The hosts (laughs) of the You Killed It podcast, because we were able to give you an entertaining podcast front to back. That was more entertaining than that episode of the challenge. And hey, viewers of this podcast, let me know if I'm wrong. Show me the lie. Was the pod more entertaining than this past episode of the challenge? Because even the fight at the end that kind of salvaged this, the episode as much as it possibly could have is still kind of whack. 
I mean, I agree with everything you just said. I don't know what I could say. Like I've been thinking about it as we've been talking for the past hour. I, a little behind the scenes listeners, I rarely pick an MVP until like, that's why I always ask Sheldon first. <laughs> Because I'm still deciding to the very last minute. You can't give away the secret sauce, the behind the scenes. You can't give that away. I just, I don't know who. There is no one where I was like, ah, like, yes, good move. Like, I mean, maybe Love was the MVP because there's a lot of people, (laughs) you know, hitting it off. You know what? Uh, I'd say I'd give it to Josh because he finally got to kiss a girl for real on TV, but he also is kind of a moron. I'd say Esther, but she made out with Josh, which is definitely an L. It's tough out there. How about Emmy for having the best manager that we've ever seen on the challenge? Because her manager was able to get great promo for her song. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll do that. Sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't know. I got nothing, guys. I can't. So who do, who's thing? getting kicked off? Let's who's getting kicked off next week? I think Fessy's well, I don't I think TJ's gonna give them a warning. Oh, okay. Okay. They can't kick off Fessy can, like that. Nah, he's the he's the main villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh if you want to be like Shani or Adi or Rob or any of our other listeners, just hit us up on social media. Where can they find you, Sheldon Alexander? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And huge shouts to the people as their YouTube page keeps building. Shouts to the people who are who are there checking out uh, John's zaddiness on a week to week basis. Huge shouts to you guys. Just remember when you go watch on YouTube to like the video and subscribe to tell your friends. It's how you support the movement. That is this, the You Killed It podcast. Also, a random question. Would you guys be interested in like You Killed It merch, like hoodies? Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. I see John's face, so. I know know. I would. I love hoodies. (laughs) It's about to be that time of year. Another reason to watch You Killed It on YouTube is you get to see my extensive hoodie collection because I'm almost always <laughs> wearing a hoodie. I was at a that party once whereas I don't know, we we're talking about hoodies and one of my friends mentioned that they had no hoodies. I'm like, what are you what? How do you not own a hoodie? <laughs> that makes no and, sense. And she's like, do you? And I'm like, I have 11 hoodies. And since then, I've acquired more hoodies and she's like no you don't and so every day i sent her a photo of me wearing a different hoodie (laughs) for the next and she was just like holy shit this just keeps going i'm like yeah well played well played because you know they're amazing they're warm they're cozy it's cold in canada most of the time and i thought you were gonna say and now we've been married for 25 years No, actually, <laughs> it was an ex-girlfriend that said it. We'd already broken oh. up at that point. We've okay. circled back to being friends, but okay, okay. Uh, until next week, this was <laughs> you killed it. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs>